0: Welcome to Beat the Culture. I'm your host, Grace Walker, and each week we dive a little bit deeper into what's going on in the world and the culture, and we like to analyze it with a biblical perspective, aiming to educate and encourage you to think for yourself, and instead of following the culture, beat it. Beat the Culture. New episodes every Thursday. Hello everyone and welcome back to Beat the Culture. I'm your host Grace Walker and for today's episode I have the perfect guest and she is a friend of mine who I've known for going on seven years now. We met freshman year of high school and we're going to be talking about kind of our personal journeys finding our community and like Finding our place in the world, especially as young adults and just kind of figuring that out. It's definitely a battle that we're still going through. We're not, you know, necessarily at the end yet at all by any means, but it's something that I feel like we're definitely seasoned enough to talk a little bit about our own personal journeys and hopefully relate to you guys as well. And, um, kind of just be able to have a conversation about what it's like figuring out your place, especially when there are just so many ups and downs in life and so many different experiences that shape you into who you are and who you're supposed to be. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, Jacqueline Whiteau. Hi, Grace. Thank you for having me on today. You're welcome. I'm so glad that it worked out this way. So Jacqueline currently resides in Santa Barbara, California. Beautiful, beautiful area. And she happened to be down this week, so it was perfect that we were able to fit in a time to record. And I'm just stoked for this episode. Woo! So I think it's only right that we begin this episode by telling them the story of how we met. So Jacqueline, I'm going to give you the reins for that one.
1: Okay, so this was before our first day of freshman year, I think it was the day right before we had a leadership get-together because we were both in leadership at that point, and I had not met Grace yet, but this girl came in with fiery red hair, and I was like, wow, she was enthusiastic, ready to roll, and as soon as there was a position available that she could take over, she did. She stepped up before even hearing the description, and I will say I was also interested in it,
0: but... Yeah, I remember that. So the position that she's referring to is senate liaison. I basically was just a communicator between the student senate and the student ASB class. But I'm glad that I jumped on that because it was the only position I would ever hold. That's another story that we'll get into a little further into the episode. But but yeah, that's, that's so fun. So we did meet through high school leadership. And we don't want to c- talk entirely about high school today. But I think that high school definitely shaped us into who we became in college. So I do want to touch up a little bit of Bail on it. So, Jacqueline, how did you feel the people were in leadership and how do you feel like they shaped you and who you are today?
1: I will say the people in leadership were definitely not as determined and happy to be there as I was. I feel like I was over the moon to have this experience and I was so happy to be involved and planning things for other people. And it wasn't always the most welcoming space, but it was always somewhere where you could learn and learn from your mistakes. And it was really nice to have people
0: that would support you even through that. Right, I totally get that. But explain what you mean about not as motivated. Did you feel a lot of times like you were kind of carrying the team or like, what do you mean?
1: I definitely was carrying the team at some points. And I will say at some points, other people were carrying me and our team, but um, it was hard because you know leadership was a class that was an elective. And so people were like, oh, a free period. Awesome. We get to just take this class, and we can mess
0: around and go drive to Chick Fil A during class. That's very true. I feel like in high school, a lot of people saw saw leadership as just like time to get some extra homework done, or blah blah blah. But then there were people like you, me, and I can think of one other specific woman. You know exactly who I'm thinking of, who were just very, very, very hardworking and and wanted to get things done. And so, but I feel like that did help us in a positive way almost because instead of having to necessarily rely on everyone else, we really got to take that um, administrative position and be able to learn how to delegate tasks, how to make things happen, and how to just take the initiative instead of having other people lead for us. I agree. My love of event planning came
1: out of leadership. Like that's truly where I started to understand like what I wanted to do in life, what I wanted to do with my major, and you know, who I wanted to become as a person. Right. And so for
0: me, I know I mentioned it a couple of seconds ago. But for me, leadership was for a while just kind of about the title, (laughs) which is terrible. But going into high school, I definitely had that mentality. And I think it's from a lot of Disney shows and just seeing like the popular kids on Disney. I always just wanted to be that popular kid. I remember freshman year of high school, I bought a ton of multicolored tights because I wanted to dress like Liv from Liv and Maddie. Like that's literally was my goal. You did not. I did. I really did. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Yeah. So going in, I was just like, you know what? I like want to like just be that really cool high school girl with all the titles. So I ran for like freshman class president and I lost. And then this continued sophomore year, I ran for sophomore class secretary and I lost. Junior year, I was literally the only one running. I think it was junior year for junior VP. Wait, no, no, no. This was senior year. Whatever. Junior VP lost. Senior year was the only one running for junior VP. And we did this thing called the nomination convention. I was literally the only candidate. Like I had to win this time. It was my last time as the only one. And this guy who, mind you, I actually had a crush on this guy all four years of high school, jumps up. Gets nominated off the floor and beats me. So that was a slap in the face, but I lost every single election, all four years in high school, right? And so, as much of a joke as it was, I'm actually glad that that happened because even though I didn't get the title, I still worked for it. And it kind of taught me a little bit more about integrity doing things when no one's watching and not necessarily getting credit because now instead of doing things for credit and for bragging rights and you know prideful motives I was actually doing things to help others doing things to to get things done and it taught me just a lot about how to be a servant and not to be doing things for my own personal good. So looking back now, I'm actually so grateful for losing that many elections, <laughs> even though it was hard in the in the time being. As a high schooler, that's a really big deal to, to put yourself out publicly and lose time after time. And it definitely shaped me for the better. Yeah, I would agree. I think that
1: um, putting yourself out there is very important. And even when you're not going to you know, end up winning the race or, you know, gaining that title. Like, there's still so much to learn in the process. Like, I remember, you know, I also ran with Grace at one point Um, our last year, our senior year. And I remember, like, just learning about the process of how people, like, really go and choose other people to, like, go and fill those big positions. And I remember, even for myself, when I was running, I did not think I was going to win. I, thought I was gonna be in your same in your same boat grace (laughs) but it ended up being okay and I ended up actually winning which
0: well I think winning on your end was really beneficial for you because you naturally I feel like you have that servant's heart you don't really care about the title you just kind of want to get things done and you want to help people in the process so finally being able to have some recognition was really useful just kind of for your confidence you know what I mean it was really nice,
1: especially because I feel like I did put in the work, you know, all four years to make sure that I could, you know, be somebody that other people could look up to and be somebody that could delegate the tasks and make sure that I could, you know, command a room. And, you know, I was in a different class than Grace was in leadership at that point, And so we weren't actually together. But I feel like because I was able to step into that role, I learned how to deal with people that maybe didn't always actually want to be there. I remember having to, you know, tell people to stop hanging out in the library and please don't go get food during class and making sure not to leave early. And total party pooper over there. I know total party pooper, but it was nice to learn how to deal with people even when they're not your kind of people.
0: Right. And I feel like that has helped you a lot now as a college student, right? Like now that you're a roommate, a housemate, like now I feel like you know how how to handle things like that.
1: I will say I'm not the best. I'm really? not perfect, but I can handle things pretty well. I'm I'm pretty good at communicating, but you know, everyone has their moments. I just
0: feel like you're good at keeping people focused on an end goal. Like if you were to see me... I don't know, slacking in any area, I feel like you'd be good at getting me back on track. So I feel like as a roommate, you'd be good at that too. Like if your housemates are doing their homework, I don't know. (laughs) This is just me imagining your personality. What do you think?
1: Yes, I can definitely do that. Although I will say I'm probably the one that um, does procrastinate on their homework the most.
0: Really? (laughs) That's hilarious to me. But yeah, so moving on from from high school, I know we could talk about that all day. But um, tell me a little bit about college and how your college decisions went once you got to the end of senior year.
1: Yeah. So at the end of senior year, I was waiting on one school to get into and it was my dream school and I was denied and it crushed my soul. My little high school soul, just like everybody else that, you know, doesn't get accepted into their dream school. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that I decided that I was going to go to City College, but I was going to move away for City College and that I was going to go to Santa Barbara. And from there, it was, it was scary. I didn't know anybody going in. I lived in a dorm with six other girls and I did not know any of them. They had all met each other prior and it was hard. Yeah, I, I worked, you know, all throughout college and I wasn't able to socialize like other people. So it took a long time to try to make friends and find people that really were, you know, my type of people, my tribe. Right.
0: And I remember just, we did want, we've been doing long distance friendship for almost three years now. And so hearing you, you would call me, I remember your freshman year, just really feeling lonely out of place and things like that. And it was really hard to hear from a friend standpoint, especially being so far away to where you can't really do much. <laughs> but now seeing you, I feel like you're finally starting to find your community. And why don't you tell me a little bit about, about that journey?
1: Yeah, so um, the second semester, well actually it was more first semester of my freshman year in college, I found a community called Kind Girls Win online. They're based in Temecula, but they have, you know, different different chapters um, around our country and, and some other countries as well. And it's just a group of girls that are trying to, you know, create an inclusive girl community because, you you, girls can be mean, right, Grace? Oh, uh,
0: they can be so mean. Oh, we <laughs> know.
1: And so just turning, and, you b- know. And by the
0: way, real quick, I say they, but like us too. We've all been mean and have been, m- had the meanness at us as well. It goes both ways. I don't want to oh, sound yeah. like I'm, I'm perfect. Definitely not.
1: <laughs> we've all been a mean girl. Yes, and uh-huh. that's okay. And just, you know, recognizing that and knowing that we need to change like this from in, exclusive to inclusive is so important and so finding that group I was able to actually start a chapter in Santa Barbara and I hosted my first social right before COVID hit
0: oh my goodness and so your first social that was a journey tell me about your first social because that I just think that people need to hear this Yes, yeah, so it was a
1: Valentine's Day-themed social, Galentine's. so we wrote really cute letters to ourselves, and I tried very hard. I had all my housemates saying that they were going to go, I had friends saying they were going to go, I set everything up, and when the time came, I had one person there.
0: Yeah, and that, I'm sure, just kind of had your heart sink, because it was something that you really worked on, you were finally ho- hoping to find your community through it, finally going to get a group of girls together. And you only got one person to show up. And as negative as that sounds, I know it ended up turning into something really positive. So why don't you explain that? It is. So she, the girl that
1: showed up was actually somebody that I didn't know and I didn't know her like super well, but you know, at this point we are pretty close friends. We are still in contact with each other and she still comes by my house all the time. But, you know, from that, I realized that I could take a leadership role in this Kind Girls Win organization and I was able to go on a retreat with the founder and the other chapter leads and decide what we were going to do with the organization. And since then I was able to speak at a conference on behalf of them and just share what we are trying trying to, you know, put out into the community and changing just girl culture into something that people feel wanted and welcome at.
0: Seriously. And I I think that's huge because the negativity in the culture girls, it's just girls in culture is just so extreme. And we see this a lot online. We see this a lot in person. We see it kind of everywhere. And so the fact that the kind girls win organization and what you're doing is working so actively to help with that and help help you know, shape positivity and bring positivity into people's lives is great. And we need more organizations like that. So Kind Girls, went. how did you find them?
1: I actually found them, so the founder, her name is Grace Bradley, and she is alumni from our high school, and so I followed her on Instagram for a while, and I just kind of liked, she posts some aesthetically pleasing posts, you know, (laughs) every girl likes that. Right. And um, I noticed that she had started, you know, an account called Kind Girls Win, and I started following it, and I think it started right, I think it might have started during my senior year of high school, and I was following along, but I wasn't at a spot where I felt that I needed to find you know my girl community because I did have some friends and I wasn't just I was very unsure about where I could find my place in that but you know as soon as I realized like girl being a girl can sometimes be lonely girls are mean girls are catty I knew that that was the place that I needed to be and somewhere that I also wanted to just spread like the goodness
0: of being you know a kind girl. I think that it's great that we just are constantly working on being kind on our end but obviously there have been situations where we haven't been so kind and how it's kind of like bit us in the butt so I want to talk about a situation with me so I've had this best friend since uh, kindergarten four years old (laughs) yeah long time and so we were inseparable like kindergarten through eighth grade inseparable I really didn't have a lot of friends it was mostly just her and like one other long-term friend and so that was just like a thing it was just kind of our dynamic was just being the two only friends but when I hit high school like I mentioned earlier I kind of went into high school with a very negative mentality of oh I want to take over I want to be the popular girl which is so cliche but I did and so when I joined high school I joined the dance team I joined leadership I joined all these clubs and so I kind of like without intentionally doing so I kind of left behind my long-term friend she went to the same high school as me and I kind of left her behind in the sense that it wasn't just us two anymore I wanted to expand my world so much more And what in my eyes, I didn't see that as being mean, I saw it as growing, but she took it mean and that's, it gets to a point where I'm guilty of saying this too, like, oh, my intentions were good, but ultimately, even if you have good intentions, if you hurt someone's feelings in the process, you still want to make up for that, right? You still want to apologize. So flash forward, when I became a junior in high school, I started finally realizing how dumb my mentality was. and how. It was kind of ridiculous to be chasing after a title instead of chasing after real friends. And I went back to this long-term friend and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry for what I did. Apologized. We rekindled, but at the time she kind of, she still had a wall up. I mean, rightfully so. I had hurt her feelings. And now here we are. What if We've been out of high school for two years, so it's been about four years since this apology, and I feel like the friendship has just kind of never been the same, and it's definitely hurt me a lot, but also taught me a lot in the process. It hurt me in the sense that it's really sad to lose a friend, but also, like, it helps you grow. It definitely helps. It taught me to take responsibility, first off. Responsibility is huge, you know? Like, I could play blame game all day long, but it taught me to take responsibility and it also just taught me to really cherish those, those important friendships and not to be worried about quantity to be worried about quality because if I could go back I would give anything to have just kept her and you too Jacqueline don't worry but you know like rather than have been chasing after those big pods of friends all throughout high school who I don't even talk to anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think also looking back, like, something that you have to do with old friends is, you know, what was their purpose in their life? Because there's a reason that they were brought into your life, and there was a reason that they came and left. And, you know, looking at that friendship and just trying to see, like, okay, so why were they in my life for that point? What did they teach me? What are the memories that they brought for me? You know, like how did they, how did
0: they help me become the person that I am today? Oh yeah, and she totally did. There are so many memories we have and and experiences that we've shared that have shaped me as a person entirely. I mean, different sin issues I didn't even realize I had. She kind of brought to my attention and things like that, so we were great friends. And I honestly, I don't, I don't necessarily give up on it yet. Like, (laughs) we haven't talked in a few months, but I mean, I'm I still feel like there's a lot more life left to live lord willing and so maybe you know in the future she'll come back to my life and same with if you guys are dealing with something like this too you never know yeah this is where I had a similar situation
1: actually post high school this was only a few months ago I had some friends that I was really close with towards the end of high school and throughout the first year of college and um, we were a little trio and it was a lot of fun and unfortunately um You know, stuff happens and you grow apart and I wasn't as close with one of them and there was some miscommunication and um, I didn't have the chance to get to, you know, really talk to those people and just, you know, tell them, like, what I was trying to say, because I think that, you know, my words were definitely misconstrued, and unfortunately, when it comes to girls, you know, it's sometimes hard to really get a girl to, like, listen to you when they already have a preconceived notion of what they, you think of them, Mm. and so I have since unfortunately cut off that friendship and looking back something that I get to be very thankful for is you know one of those girls I got to talk about so much family stuff that you know both we had gone through and I had so many fun memories and they really did have a purpose in my life at that point and it's okay to have to let go to those friendships. Yeah
0: I think that's I I'm keep saying I think but I know that it's important to accept letting go. And it's so difficult like I held on to that one friend for the kindergarten one for so long like I swear I've been holding on to her from for like four years and just I feel like she just never wanted wanted it anymore she didn't want that close friendship with me anymore and so finally letting go honestly has been less painful than holding on because it, I saw this meme one time <laughs> and it's like someone holding on to a rope and the ropes like cutting them and like scarring them because they're holding on so tight and finally when they let go they let go of the pain with it and that sounds super dramatic but it's really true because sometimes like friendships that you just don't want to lose you're like holding on holding on holding on it's more toxic toxic to stay in them than it is to let go and I feel like it also goes in the same when it comes to relationships and I wanted to talk a little bit about relationships as well because I think that along with friendships just relationships with you know a boyfriend girlfriend are very very impactful on your life as well and so one thing that I realized I actually we're recording this after I went through a breakup last night, so yay me. Um, We love you, Grace. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I sound all stuffy, but (laughs) it's fine. I'm fine, but um, I am currently 19, almost 20 years old, and I got into my first relationship when I was newly 16, and I have been in a relationship ever since. Now, it hasn't been the same relationship, but I never had a break. Like, once I broke up with my first boyfriend, I, I started dating the next one not even joking, a week, maybe two weeks later. No, it was like a month. No, Don't make yourself Officially. Sound <laughs> officially. Okay. I know it was last night because we started going like hanging out, but whatever, you know, long story short, I didn't get a break. Okay. It was hard. <laughs> and so like now looking back and finally being like single for the first time in like almost four years, I'm like, wow, like I really kind of grew I feel like I grew my identity in having a boyfriend, not a hundred percent, but a big part of it. And so it's just helped me to realize like being single is okay. And I think that's something that a lot of girls and maybe boys too, just don't, agree with. They're like, oh, I need to find a boyfriend or girlfriend for happiness. I need to do this. I need to find them. But that's not the case. Like the only thing you really need to find happiness is the Lord, especially like in my case. I think the season of singleness is really good for me and being able to focus wholly on my career, my relationship with God, me figuring out myself as an individual. I mean, what do you think, Jacqueline?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I I was living in the the season of singleness for the first 18 years of my life. I had no boyfriend (laughs) until, you know, right as COVID hit. And so it was very interesting to, you know, I, I do have a boyfriend now and he is, you know, a great part of my life, but he is not something that I have needed this entire time like i really appreciated having the time to grow up as my own person and really find myself in this world and you know i I am also only 19 so of course i really don't know who i am yet but i'm figuring it out and it's nice to have somebody that can support you but also allows you just to be your own individual person and so i think that's definitely like something you can do just by yourself as a single person and something that you know i i really appreciate having all throughout high school and You know, I will say I did not expect myself to date in college, and so, yeah, I think that that's really important to be able to find yourself and find your community by just being you
0: by yourself. Individuality is really important and very much overlooked. The relationships that we make very much impact our individuality, but we tend to focus more on the relationship than the impact that we're taking from it, and I think that's one of the main problems we're trying to get across here that we need to to kind of figure out. Would you agree? I would agree. I think it's, you know, making
1: sure you look into your relationships as yourself and just saying, like, what have I gotten out of this? What have I learned from this? What lessons has this person taught me?
0: I think that's very important to do some self-reflection. A hundred percent. And I I really like to look back at it from a Christian standpoint in the sense that God has a plan. Like, these people are all a part of his greater plan, he wouldn't have just put them into your life by accident with anyone. doesn't matter how significant or insignificant they were. They're all part of his plan for you. God does have a purpose for everyone that he puts into your life.
1: And I think that's really important to take away because, you know, even in those hard situations, you know, whether it's a bad breakup or a bad friendship breakup, or somebody you know that just isn't in your life anymore. It's making sure that you can realize that there was a purpose that they were in your life. And even though they might not be in your life anymore, they really helped shape who you are as a person. They taught you so many things. And you can just
0: appreciate the memories and the moments you spent with them. Yeah, I put a poll on my Instagram story a few weeks ago, and it was like, when has God shut a door for you? Um, that you've later on realized was really opening a different door for you. And I caught so many people who responded. And like, I'm telling you, at least 75% of the responses were people saying that God had taken people out of their life. And that's so positive to think that, all of these people realized it later on, the greater good of why this happened for them. And so I just want to encourage you guys as the audience to realize, like, if you're going through a breakup right now, like me, or if you just lost a friend, or if you feel like you're in a toxic relationship, whether that be a friend or a boyfriend, letting go and saying goodbye is okay, that's fine, that's totally okay, it's going to lead to helping you with your individuality.
1: And it's very healthy to let go. It's something that you have to do eventually. And while it might be hard, you know, doing that self-reflection and understanding, like, maybe that they you've outgrown them as a person or they have outgrown you as a person and it's time to move on it can be very hard, but it can be something that is so fulfilling and so healthy and just can make you feel so
0: much better in the long run. And I think this goes beyond people too, like people, yes, but also just opportunities. Like for example, I talked earlier about losing those positions in high school and maybe you lost a job, you got fired or laid off or something like that. Same thing there, like it's all part of God's plan, it's all for greater good. So just being able to take the negative things that life throws at you and just turn it around with a positive perspective and just keep, keep on keeping on. <laughs>
1: I definitely agree. I think that there's always can be a positive spin on something negative. And even if you know that you were hurt, that means that something good can come from it. And there's always going to be some amazing thing that comes from hurt. Because when you can, you know, lift yourself up out of the ashes, lift yourself up from, you know, getting beat down or whatever happens in your life, like there is something good on the horizon and you will have good things come your way.
0: Yes. And so with that, we're going to wrap up. But I just want to say thank you for such a good conversation, Jacqueline. I mean, again, 12 hours after a breakup here. So (laughs) it's a very healing conversation to have um, right after that. And if you guys are ever going through anything and you need to talk, my Instagram DMs are open at Beat the Culture. And Jacqueline, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at
1: Jacqueline D A W on Instagram. You're welcome to also message me if you ever need someone to talk to or someone to confide in or you just
0: need to rant. I'm always here for that as well. Absolutely. But you guys keep on growing. We're constantly growing. We're constantly learning. You're never going to get to a, a cap on that. There's always something to to learn from in life. So keep on keeping on and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Beat the Culture. I'm your host Grace Walker and make sure to check out our Instagram at Beat the Culture and make sure to check out our website too beattheculture.com for more information on what our brand is, what we're doing, new blog posts, and updates. See you guys again next week on Beat the Culture.